Welcome, my brethren. It's a beautiful day our Lord has made us, and in it I will rejoice. Won't you join me? Hey, y'all. This is Sister Christian coming at you with today's Godcast from inside the war room at Christian Soldiers Unite. We are Tactical Headquarters for Preparation and Strategic Operations, Office of the Great Conqueror. He is alive and on the move. He's got things to say and teachings to give. We got praise, thanks, a joyous song, and prayers for our King and Savior. So let's take it up a level, people. God's realm is supernatural reality. There's things going on you don't know about and you better find out about. Listen up, y'all. Hear the Holy Spirit speaking. Today, I want to make sure y'all know that if you are a Christian, you, in fact, are a soldier in an army. You are a warrior committed, obligated to vent and serve your almighty creator. Call yourself a true Christian. You better be ready to fight for him at any moment, at any moment, with wholehearted, faithful devotion, the single purpose to protect, honor, and glorify your God. All right, soldier, your king and leader has provided his warriors with all the tools and weapons needed to defeat Satan and all his evil doings forever and ever. Not even kidding you. You better find out who your enemy is and how you're going to defeat him. For your great and terrible God has prepared all his warriors, secret gifts, paranormal capabilities, and extraordinary powers. The time is now. You better be about perfecting your skills and strengthening your arsenal. We'll talk more about weapons and winning the war later. Right now, I want to make sure you all know there is, in fact, right now, right here, right where you are, Occurring right now, a terrible war of good and evil. Doubt me, his word, read it. The way, the truth, and the life as taught by Jehovah. Right there, verifiable, ratified, archaeologically proven, the word established. Not even kidding you. For all nations, that means the whole world. And all times, that means every language anybody ever spoke in. Seriously, not even kidding you. God gave us the information on how to live successful, productive, happy lives. How to love one another with unconditional love. In grace, in peace, in extreme joy, for everlasting eternity. God gave us that information. He's been making it known to us, lightening the path, telling us the way for about 3,500 years now. His amazing true work, straight from the mouth of our only Holy One, speaking directly to us, to us, up to this very current day, the exact same message. That he is the way, the truth, and the life. So you better get to know him real good. Get yourself a Bible, people. Read your Bible, people. Eat his word. Wield the sword of the Spirit. His sharp, double-edged sword will pierce through anything. Sharpen your sword, soldier. Trust the word. 
you're going to need to get yourself complete knowledge, understanding, y'all. You're going to need the power only the Lord can give you. At attention, soldier. It's time to slice heads off demons and devils. Telling y'all, people, it's happening right now, right here. Open your eyes, y'all. Heat is coming. You know, uh, there is so much insane hype about the Bible. You know, is it myth? Is it truth? There's lies about, mm, it's misrepresentation, uh, it's appropriation. I mean, people actually have doubts about the one and only true guide and instruction for Christian salvation and everlasting life. Let me tell you, this book is actual history and true prophecy, and I want you to know it. So, uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you how to get the information and what you need out of these pages of God's true word. This supernatural, mysterious, miraculous book available each and every one of you, not even kidding you, get one. So, here's the thing. You ready for this? The Bible is actually written in code. No kidding. There are so many levels of understanding in each verse, specific to you personally, each and every one of you out there, is going to have a different meaning, an effect on your life in a whole different way than another person reading the same truth Word of the Lord, which, mystically enough, is available in the same context to each and every one of us. With no differentiation between y'all, it's all the same data, and all applies to you as a group, or more accurately, God's church, while also, while also hitting you. You specifically in the gut in relation to what's happening in your life right now. Mm, doubt me? Get you some word. Try it. I did. It'll blow you away. I ain't even kidding you. So, uh, back to that code I mentioned. Each and every one of you got a special code. Each of y'all. And grafted with a secret. Crafted especially, specifically, and only for you. His very special and beloved child. That's right. Just for you. Your Christ has a secret code. Between you, you and him only. He embedded it. He entrusted you with his Holy Ghost. So, you know, all you can do, all you have to do, all you better do, is trust your spirit. He's the only one who can show you how to crack that code. And discover the truth. See now, with the Bible, I'm thinking those uh, scholars who put together and documented and delineated those 66 books into one collection, when they assigned the names, chapters, verses for reference, they may have thought the outcome of what was transcribed and revealed culminated from their efforts. Come on now. 
Nothing in that book. Not how it was designed. Not what truth is in it. Not the format. None of that came from anyone but the Lord God Almighty. You you doubting me about the supernaturality of his spiritual reality? Mm. Listen up, y'all. Your spirit got messages written for you in that book. Better pick up that book. Better get a clue. God's talking to you. All right, now. That's all I got to say to you today. Y'all be blessed. Y'all enjoy the rest of the day. Y'all know you are God's special children. You are his blessed people. And I love you, Sister Christian, over and out for now. Good morning, all y'all. God's beloved, beautiful children. This is Sister Christian coming at you from the war room of Christian Soldiers Unite. We are Tactical Headquarters for Strategic Preparation and Operations, Office of the Great Conqueror. I am First Lieutenant in my Lord and Savior's Army and the host of today's Godcast. Today, as always, we have with us the board of the elect, the best teacher and life coach ever lived, Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the real and miraculous Holy Spirit. Right here, right now, this minute, living inside of me, guiding me, and also right inside of you. That's right. Right this minute. Right where you are. Within your soul, child. Jesus, living there. Miraculous. He's here with me, inside of me, and there with you, inside of you, guiding, teaching, loving on us at exactly the same time, with the exact same level of deep, enduring, never-ending, best-feeling love ever is, each of us at the same time. You want to call that a miracle? Miraculous? Mm, I don't know what is. So welcome, Jesus. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Work through me today. Bless this broadcast. Bless all anybody all down out there listening. Mm. Let my crooked tongue get up out the way. And your Holy Spirit speak through this bag of bones. All right then. So, as you may have noticed, my God cast a little different than others. I have no format. I don't even know what my content's gonna be till HS. Now that's Holy Spirit cause, you know, him being right inside me and all. I gotta feel real close to him. So of course, I needed a nickname for my best buddy and master, King of the World. So, with all respect and reverence for the ghost of Christ that Jesus gave us after his crucifixion on the cross, and whom lives within each and every one of us with amazing powers most of y'all don't even know you have. Wonderful is H.S. to me right now. <laughs> and he said, that's okay. And kind of chuckled. Y'all would not believe what a great sense of humor and how funny the Lord is. I'm serious now, y'all. Woo! Just listen to your Holy Spirit, y'all. That's all I'm saying. And besides, thank you, Jesus, for the best gift ever given. So, mm-mm. Here's what H.S. guided me to in this morning's word study. Jonah. Don't know why, but opened the book and there it was. So, after I read it, he put in my mind that 
heat like all y'all to hear it today too. Mm. So that's today's Godcast subject, Jonah. And the whale, as some affectionately call it. Don't worry now, it's short. Just four chapters. Y'all can hang with me long enough to get that little bit of God's word in you. And H.S., he's the one told me to tell y'all, so listen up. Then the God ears, here, God's trying to tell you something. So, uh, uh, uh. I read from King James Version, because in my opinion, that's the closest that we're going to get to God's uh, mm, actual true meaning of the word, which sometimes it is hard to get for people that don't have a lot of exposure to the English language in detail, so uh, I think that hopefully with the inflection of my voice and the blessing of the Holy Spirit on all of us, y'all will get the meaning from the King James Version that I love so much. So here we are. Book of Jonah. Now, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee under Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them on the ship unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. So the mariners were afraid, and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea, to lighten it of them. So, you know, they wanted to make the ship a little bit lighter so it wasn't tossed so much. And they wouldn't, you know, drown to their death. But, uh, so Jonah, he went on down into the sides of the ship and he lay there fast asleep. And the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And uh, they said every one to his fellow, Come, and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. So here's the thing about the lots. I'm pretty thinking back in that time, it was like actual sticks or, you know, different lengths of which or whatever. But essentially, when you're casting lots, you're getting a group of people together. And in these days, I'm thinking, considering other people's opinions, talking out the issue. So they was casting lots and saying, hey, now, who they're bringing all this trouble upon us? And see here, that's a miraculous thing working. The lot fell upon Jonah. Y'all might have known that was coming. So then said they unto him. Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation? What are you about? Whence comest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? And he, Jonah, said unto them, I am an Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea in the dry land. 
So then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. So then they said unto him, What shall we do unto us? Oh, no, wait, hold on, sorry about that. Mm -mm, my mouth getting ahead of me again. So then the mariners, they said unto Jonah, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea is wrought and was tempestuous. So he said unto them, Take me up, cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring the ship to the land. They could not, for the sea wrought and tempestuous against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, we beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life. Lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. So they did take up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. So then the men feared the Lord exceedingly. And offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of that fish three days and three nights. Oh, could you imagine what that was like? Mm, stanky, gross. I mean, you don't even know what all that might have been like, but sure Jonah wasn't happy with it. So after the three days and the three nights, Jonah's like, hey, hmm. you had to pray unto the Lord his God out of that fish's belly. And what he prayed about, he said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou had cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and all thy waves passed over me. And then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, Yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about even to the soul. The depth closed over me, round about the weeds wrapped about my head. Now I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou, thou brought me, brought up my life from corruption. Oh, Lord, my God, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. Mm. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I, I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that which I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. So here's the thing, y'all. Um, please forgive my inflection. Um, hmm, trying not to... I don't know what that thought came with. I see. I just want to make sure y'all know that the meaning I'm trying to get out all unto you is coming from God the Holy Spirit. So, whatever this all is meaning to you so far, 
Do not disobey your Lord. That's all I'm going to say about it. Y'all can figure out the rest by reading it on your own. So only two more chapters. Here we go. Mm. So yeah, that was Jonah speaking. And I don't know why the inflection of my voice came all out in it, but it did. So here we are going on with chapter three. So the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city. And preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh. Yeah, well, God probably didn't say it like that, you know, because he's all loving and kindness and, you know, but mm. <laughs> with the self that I still got hanging grossly to myself, I'm just thinking, wouldn't you be frustrated with Jonah? I mean, come on now. He didn't behave and listen the first time round. God's asking him to do it a second time because our Lord is gracious and merciful. Mm. So Jonah rose. He went on into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city. Three days away, Jonah began to enter into the city about a day's journey worth and he cried, cried out there inside that city saying, Yet forty days, forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Forty days, Nineveh shall be overthrown. So Jonah was inside the city crying that. And uh, the people of Nineveh believed God. Believed that word coming from Jonah's mouth. Oh, thank you, people. So yeah, the people at that time, those of Nineveh, believed God, and they proclaimed a fast. And they put on sackcloth. Mm, from the greatest of them, even the least of them. So, uh, putting on sackcloth, that's like basically humbling themselves as much as possible in the Lord's sight. You know, I, who all knows if they actually went on and put some sackcloth on them, but mm, the Lord's word is everywhere from literal to supernatural. So, there you go. Here we are. Sorry, I'm going to quit interrupting and just read to you all now. Let's get my mouth out of it again. Here we go. Hey, Jess, you do the talking. Ooh, yeah. So after those people repented of their wickedness, because the Lord asked them to, now they listened in the first time. Good for them. Okay, so the word came unto the king of Nineveh. He arose from his throne, laid his robe from him, covered himself with sackcloth and satin ashes, cause he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. So yeah, the king of Nineveh is declaiming that or proclaiming that to his own. City. Good for him. We can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not. Who can tell that? So, you know, we all ought to turn from our wicked ways, essentially, is what he's saying there. So, God, he saw their works, that they repented and were sorry, and that they humbled themselves and terribly, mm, oh, you know, essentially they asked for his forgiveness. And our almighty God, he, he forgives. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I said I was going to quit interjecting. 
All right, then. So God saw their works. They turned from their evil way. And God, he did repent of his evil that he had said he would do unto them. He did not destroy them because they turned their way. Mm. It dip and But here's the thing. That actually displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was very angry. Mm. I'm not sure why. I'm thinking because what he did what God asked him to do. And then God changed his mind. Oh, Jonah. So anyway. Jonah, he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Wow, okay, so I get it now. What he's saying there is, hey, you know, when I was back in my country, you told me to go to Nineveh, and I fled and went the other way instead. That's because I knew you was going to do this. Mm. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Talk back to your father like that. So anyway, therefore now, O oh Lord, this is Jonah again, take, I beseech thee, my life from me. Mm. For it is better for me to die than to live. I'm ungrateful, little boy. Come on now. So the Lord said to Jonah, Doest thou well to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city. He sat on the east side of the city. And there he made himself a booth. That's like just a little place to sit. Y'all know what that is. And he sat under it in the shadow. Till he might see what would become of the city. So Lord God, he prepared a gourd. And made it come up over Jonah. You know all what a gourd is. It's a... I don't know, you see him at harvest time. Some little vegetable grows up out the ground. It's real cute, but you don't really eat. So, anyway, for whatever reason, God decided that's what he wanted to prepare for Jonah. And he made it come up great big up over Jonah. And it shadowed him from the sun up over his head. And it delivered him from his grief. You know, something burning all, that's so much better. Thank you, God. So, Jonah, he was exceeding glad of the gore. That's nice. So God, but then next, he prepared a worm when the morning rose the next day, and it smote the gourd, and it withered. So come to pass, when the sun did arise, the God prepared of the him an east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah, that he fainted, and wished in himself to die, and said, it is better for me to die than to live, little whiny one. So anyway, God said to Jonah, Doest thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, this is John talking back to God again. I do well to be angry, even unto death. <gasps> oh, that's smart out, little boy. So then said the Lord, thou hast had pity on the gourd for the which thou hast not labored. So he's like, yeah, you was a sorry to see the gourd go. You didn't even work for it. And neither madest it grow. You didn't work for it. You didn't make it grow. It came up in one night, and it perished in a night, mm, and you cared for that. So, why should I not spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? Mm. And that's the end of that. So I could go on and on about what, you know, I am interpreting from all that. But what we already talked about, even though God has the one specific message that each of us may understand uh, differently as it applies to our own life at that time, it is still the same single message for every one of us. Please read that to yourselves. Get what you can out of it. 
I don't know why. Oh, Holy Spirit wants you to read it. So listen up, people. God's talking to you. Ha. That's Sister Christian. Loving y'all for today. And uh, Sister Christian over and out for now. Good morning, sisters and brothers out there everywhere. This is Sister Christian coming to you from the war room of Christian Soldiers Unite. We are Tactical Headquarters for Strategic Preparation and Operations, Office of the Great Conqueror. I am a First Lieutenant in the Army of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today's Godcast, this here is a call to arms. I am asking all y'all, stand up, stand for, defend the light of our world. Today, I am recruiting soldiers for God's army. The Spirit of Christ our Lord lives within each and every one of us. Well, today, He's quickened inside of me, and He is spilling these words out of my mouth, and I just had to get them out there. Hopefully, somebody's going to hear. Because, here's the thing, God is calling you to duty. He's calling everyone. Calling all y'all to duty. Because the right God gave us to live forever in peace and love and joy is ever being threatened. That is right. There is real evil in the world. Not even kidding you. Better believe it. Doubt me. Mm, open your eyes. Take a look around. Prick your ears. See what you hear. Do your research. I did. And I'm telling you, you better be aware. You better be on the watch. Check this out. It is written. That old serpent, the devil, is roaming about, roaring like a lion. Searching for a soul to steal. Mm. But don't let that scare you now. Mm, don't let that scare you. Because our God, our great defender, our shield and our sword, the only way, the truth, and the light. They don't call him the great conqueror for nothing. Mm, not for nothing. He is the one. The great and terrible and wonderful one who actually set before us life and death, the Creator. In His depth of love for us, He offered us, His children, a choice. Hmm. Letting each one of us choose between good and evil. He did this. And He set witnesses against us, the whole heavens and earth, the whole heavens and earth, all witnessing that he offered us the choice of life and death, blessings and cursings. Then, then your amazing God, <laughs> he said, now choose life so that you and your children may live. Mm. So, there it is. Genuine, existent, actual war between good and evil. It's been heating up a long while now. Soldiers signing up on both sides. 
Maybe without even knowing it. Mm -mm. But what you do, people, what you think, what you do, how your interactions with other humans turn out, I'm telling you, that's a war. Open our eyes. So you're signing up one side or the other. Every action you take, every word out of your mouth. You may not even be knowing it. But either way, you're picking sides, good or evil. Now, get this. You cannot call good evil or evil good. But because of the grace of God, you can used to be evil and now be good. Hmm, did you hear that, y'all? Listen up. You cannot call good evil. You cannot call evil good. But, because of the grace of God, you can used to be evil and now be good. Ha ha, I know, it happened to me. Mm, you believe in God? You better believe in the devil. You believe in the devil? You better believe in God. Mm, so here's the thing. If uh, if you're not on God's side, you ain't on the winning side. <clears throat> All y'all wanting to die that last horrible final death, live by your own desires and thoughts and actions instead of listening to your spirit and letting him work in you and show you the wonderful life he has for you. Mm. You don't want to go that way. You ain't on the winning side. You want to die that last horrible final death? Go on with yourselves. Because mm. from here on out, we are addressing all souls who are moved to fight for freedom from sin and Satan's snares. I'm talking... Anyone, anyone, I don't care your race, your history, background, your sexual preference, your bad behavior, your sinful nature. That's right. I don't care. God don't care who you used to be, what you did, who you hurt, how low you went, your Lord and Savior. He will forgive that all. He forgives us. Forgives all, no matter what, no matter what. Mm. And he wants you. He's pursuing you for his own. He's loving on you. He's counting on you. He's calling you. Calling all believers, calling all sinners, calling all righteous, all faithful followers, all his beautiful little children calling you. Mm. God asked us to now choose life so that we and our children may live. Ooh-ha! What better cause ever was there to fight for on this earth or in heaven? What better cause than to secure victory and live with everlasting love, joy, and peace in the grace and glory of our Lord forever and ever and ever. Woo! 
You with me, people? Time to pay attention. Times are wasted. God's rosters right in front of you. Brigades and ranks are forming. Arms and artillery are available. Training and knowledge, understanding and war preparedness lessons are inherent. Christian soldiers, unite. Come on now, God's calling you. So our next segment, I guess we're going to begin boot camp. Uh, enemy analysis, know your adversary. That's all I got for y'all today. Got your hair on, people. God's calling you. He's talking to you. He loves you. And I love you, too. Sister Christian, over and out for now. Have a blessed day, y'all. Good morning, sisters and brothers all over the world. This is Sister Christian coming to you with a message from the Lord today, June 2nd, 2020 of the end times. Sad, sad, sad destruction last night, my brethren. Terrible state of affairs is our world. You all know that. Today, God directed me to step out of the war room for a moment and come on in to the prayer closet. So I've been there this morning contemplating the sad, sad things that are happening all around the world. All the signs. Oh, they're coming true, my people. My poor, poor people. This is, oh, sad state of affairs does not even describe. Considering all that this morning, the Lord drug out this prayer from me and I felt the direction from him to say it aloud to y'all. So, in response to last night's sad, sad, sad rioting, last night's, the couple of nights before, ever since poor Mr. George Floyd got killed by that police officer, I don't want to go all into the political details. I'm just here with a prayer. Good morning, God. My beloved. Your world, your world. Oh, your beautiful world. How they have hurt it. Torn it down. Perverted it. Are destroying its beauty. Everything you intended, Lord, everything they disregard. Oh, my brethren, oh, oh, God's people, awake, see, hear, how, how many times must he ask us? How many times must he tell us? Our creator, our father, the supreme being of all the world. Of you, of me, of all of us, and everything on earth, none greater. He is the life giver. He must also be the life taker. It's up to us, though. He, our Lord, 
our God Almighty in His grace and mercy and His everlasting love for us, He He gives us a choice. He does. He gave us the choice. He set before us life and death. He set before us and gave us the ability to choose between good and evil. And He did that because He wants us, His children, to come to Him of our own accord. He provides the word, the knowledge, the understanding. Ah, He provides the covenant and the promise, my people. He is the great provider, the great protector, the greatest of everything. He spoke. He taught. He enlightened the world with his word. He has not left us. He is with us still with us still his hand is stretched out still stretched out toward us his sad 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 sinning people I of which I am one we all are we all always will be thank God our Lord is our host and savior oh he has not left us he is with us still his hand is stretched out still toward you that's right his own special child his hand is stretched out still take it my people oh Israel oh Jerusalem Gentiles and strangers all of Lord's creations all his humans take his hand save your life honor your God, for without him, desolation and destruction are sure. Those very acts of tearing down, destroying, looting communities, disregarding each other's lives, businesses, families, livelihoods, disregarding each other, disrespecting each other, hurting, hurting each other. This is not the way. This is not the way, children. There, you know, Lord taught us how to resolve our issues. Bad things happen. They do all the time. Oh, my. Just get to know the spirit inside of you people is so important. You just don't even know. This is not some ethereal, some day bad, bad things going to happen. This is now. It is happening. Take a look around. Please, please, please open your eyes, y'all. You don't even have to see. Just look. Just look. Look around. Lord God. Lord God, I pray. I pray for all those souls. The rioters, the victims, their families, their communities. Lord. Oh, my Lord. We need you so desperately. We must, Lord, oh, we must make them see, see what is coming, what is happening right now, right now. You wrote the word. You made it available for all of us. You taught us. Oh, please, everyone, learn it. The deep, deep sadness of the pit for those who refuse to see. It is dark and malevolent, and it pulses with pain. Stay away from it as far as possible. Take his hand, and hold on for dear life. Up and with God is the only 
only way to go. I pray, I pray, my Lord, let there be some of the poor, lost, tortured souls who went out on purpose last night to loot and destroy and to cause havoc. Oh, Lord, work in those that can still feel you. They got a glimmer. For there are those that can, who do know inherently, genetically, whatever it is inside of them, the you they don't yet know is you. Let those who lean toward you, who have some iota of, of love in the very smallest cell they got, Lord Jesus, they, they know, they can know. Let them turn to you. Let those who lean toward you in repentance and sorrow be forgiven. Let every last one of them wake up. Let them wake up today with a need for righteousness, with regret with knowledge of how to soothe their pain and distress and loss and feelings of helplessness, Lord, helplessness and hopelessness. Let those who awaken this morning with their eyes popping open, immediately the slightest glimmer of your love available to them, Lord. Let them feel it. Let them open their eyes and see that they repent, that they ask your forgiveness, that they cleave to you, oh God, King of Kings, bless those, bless those who will, Jesus, come to you. Those that repent themselves and ask your forgiveness, for you are merciful, my God, merciful and full of grace and kindness and love. Oh Lord, oh Lord, how we abuse you. I'm so sorry, Jesus. I love you. Those that will save themselves and be saved by you, Jesus. Let them feel your love, your might, your strength, your power, your comfort. Oh, and still in them a cause for equity, a need to lay hands toward good. Please, Jesus, as many as will, from last night's horrors, save them. Sway their spirits to come to you and join in the efforts of righteousness and go to the places of destruction. Let them desire, O oh Lord, to clean up the mess, to restore peace, to begin to rebuild, repair, physically and spiritually. Lord Jesus, let the transgressors and the righteous come together in peace, in love, in respect for one another and their communities. Let the destruction be ended and the repair begin. Come, Lord, come. So sad, the time is now. The time is now. If your people wait any longer, they will be lost. For all time, they will suffer terribly in torturous pain. Oh, God, oh, God, I know you love us. Please, save as many as will be saved. I pray the unrest to stop. In peace and love to prevail forever and ever. Peace and love prevail forever. Amen. I love you, Jesus. Thank you. My sisters and brothers, I hope you feel the words in, in my prayer today because 
The Lord put them in my mouth for y'all to hear. He loves you. He wants you to come to him. You need to go to him. Mm. Peace and love forever and ever, my children. How are you going to reject that? Come on now. Jesus loves you. I love you. We're going to make this world a better place. Ain't we? Can't we all do that together, y'all? Love, love, love is all we need. The love of Jesus Christ. Bless y'all. Bless y'all, Lord's children, my brothers, my sisters. Bless this world. Save us all, Jesus. Have a good day, y'all. Sister Christian, over and out for now.